This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. It's the first day of the week in time on AMI TV at 4 p.m. Eastern. We show up on AMI-audio, and then you can find us on both networks at 10 p.m. Eastern for the first repeat of the program of the day. Anytime you can catch our show, we appreciate it. It's Kelly and Ramya. She's at the studio in Toronto. I'm at the home studio in London, Ontario. Behind me, the the white couch, a few uh, bookshelves, a little bit to keep us. Oh, the monitor over there. Look, that's cute. It's got Kelly and Ramya on it. And that's what you're tuned into, folks. And Ramya is at the studio in Toronto. It's time to welcome in one of our committee reporters to visit with us. We do this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays. We welcome Kim Hovey in from uh, Dawson City out there in the Yukon. Hey, Kim, how are you? Trying to stay warm here in my kitchen because we are in an extreme cold uh, warning situation right now. Okay. Put us all to shame, Kim, because we've been whining about our cold lately. Oh, oh look, the windshield says minus 28. Oh, what, what's, what's the temps there? So this morning, minus 43 with the wind chill of minus 49. Um, and that's, that's just kind of, it's, it's high or it's cold, but it's not as cold as it has been. So we've been having just a crazy temperature winter this year. So it just over Christmas holiday, we were almost like mine, we were minus one, two, three. And then like within a day or two, we were minus 40. And it's just been crazy trying to stay dressed properly and so hard on the vehicles yeah but oh my gosh yeah we uh, we were just talking layers the concept of it and trying to for our heads to get around some of the things that they do's and don'ts of it and uh talking about temperatures on uh, minus 50 uh wind chill uh definitely come into play um but things have been kind of good kind of busy there let's talk some dawson city life what's been happening <laughs> Well, even though it was cold, it was a a wonderful Christmas season that it was a little bit warmer so we could get out. And our New Year's Eve uh, fireworks show was beautiful. We could stand out and watch it, although many people can see it from their house (laughs) right in town. But it was just perfect to be outside, too. So that made it really nice. So what's your uh, cutoff for that sentiment of, like, we could still go out because it was warmish? What's that temperature? Um, actually, it was about minus 23, I think it was. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, yeah, so minus 20s are easy for us. We're like, oh, yeah, that's almost bikini weather. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of bomby, right? Okay. Oh, it is, man. yeah. So, like, come... That's with or without wind chill. Do you guys have wind chill? Oh, my. Yeah, that's we, we do. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, it gets... Yeah. The wind is bitter cold here, and it can make a huge change mm-hmm. in the temperature. Wow. Um, so, New Year's, the fireworks. Yeah. That sounds like such a good time, right? It was. 
And as you know, a big thing for us is the ice bridge. And yeah. oh, Kim, Kim, um, can I just? Uh, we want to just run something here. Uh, can we run the fireworks for just one, just with the sound up, guys? Like I just love that. Here's our, our <laughs> wonderful celebration there. Absolutely, and it's oh yeah, it was a perfect night and. This was just a little snippet. The ending of it was beautiful. We weren't really expecting it to be as fabulous as it was. So they really did an amazing job this year. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Oh, man. And it surprises you when it's bigger than what you expect. Mm. Oh, yeah. Totally. You could, you're saying people can see this from their homes most all over Dawson? Yes, you can. That's just lovely. about every house, you can look out your window and see. It just, it's a perfect spot for them to That's have sweet. them. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and you were saying so nobody bridge. Out. So our ice bridge is a crucial thing for West Dawson to get over to East Dawson, and this year it's not forming, and so it's created uh, a bit of a, a scramble for the West Dawsonites that okay. rely on what happens, like at the grocery stores and the bank and mm -hmm. uh, the post office. It's all over here, so um, some of them venture. The, it is frozen down river a ways, and so they venture outside of the Dawson area to cross the river. So they're wow. like a couple of hours away from Dawson to cross oh, and then man. a couple hours back. Oh. But they do it, and I guess that's part of the attraction of West Dawson because it's <laughs> it's off-grid, <laughs> so it's off-grid. Oh. Wow, is that's there still amazing. an opportunity for the bridge to freeze over you think Kim? at this point they're kind of saying it's not gonna be oh, wow. um yeah it's not gonna happen this year but you never know like with this cold weather if it stays cold there is the potential but i do believe it has something to do more so with like the water currents this year mm -hmm. and um so that has changed from i don't know if it's directly related to flooding or just part of what happens when water flows it changes the the bed right the floor mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. so i i think there's like a sandbar that's different this year and it's changed the flow and so it's made the water more faster and warmer potentially um so they tried to make a nice bridge by cutting a huge chunk a couple guys went out and cut a huge chunk of ice and they had an engineer friend that kind of gave them the dynamics of it all and yeah. but it it ended up failing it got crushed i think the so they were hoping it would fast. get wedged into a spot that people could utilize to go across and that, exactly. that must be really tricky okay um yeah and where else do you want to go you have some accessibility stuff you want to talk about before we get on yukon quest on february 3rd um, well, I just wanted to say once again how amazing Dawson is as far as accessibility and 
keeping the um, boardwalks clean. Um, I go to work for eight o'clock in the morning and when I get there, the boardwalk is all cleaned off now and they've got uh, protection um, for the falling ice from the roof on our building because our building um, has been reconstructed. We're in uh, a new office, as I've told you uh, in one of my other shows that uh, the sawmill building is been redone for us. And so it's just nice that um, they, they take good care of everybody here and try to make it as uh, safe and comfortable as possible because it is so slippery yeah. and slick. So they're really good about all of that. And this is, you know, through the whole season, this kind of awareness needs to be uh, out there. So really good to hear that they are taking care. And you want to talk about the Aurora Borealis now? Oh, definitely. We've been, you guys and I, we've been talking about we how you have we love to. It. Yes. <laughs> and I, I'm actually very excited because I didn't realize that what was really involved in them. I just appreciated them like everybody else. But if if you have the time, I would love to explain how it works. Yeah, let's do that. Because I think we kind of, you know, just love to talk about it and love to talk about the different views and different seasons. But what exactly is this? What are the Northern Lights? Well, before you so, do that, do you have anything you want to throw in, Kim, about the, and I don't know if the, the Yukon Quest on February 3rd, is there anything we need to cover there? Well, it's just a big event that we have up here, and it's coming February 3rd. And again, it's it's another um, big draw, a uh, tourist attraction draw. And I counted, I think, over 30 participants this year. Um, so it should be a good one. And again, it's going to be, this year, it's going to be the three phases where it's a hundred miles outside, or sorry, a hundred kilometers outside of Dawson, or sorry, Whitehorse, for one, and the other one is two hundred and fifty kilometers outside of Whitehorse, and then the one that comes to Dawson is four hundred and fifty kilometers. So it's it's quite the feat for these mm-hmm. people and animals yeah. to do this. Yeah, mm. that's pretty wild. That's pretty incredible. And that's February uh, uh, 3rd. That's amazing. Yes. Okay. yes. Now, so when that ladies, starts in Whitehorse, yeah. Now your Aurora Borealis. <laughs> well, I have to start by saying that it is uh, a solar storm. Um, and what happens is flares and geomagnetic storms. And... So the sun has these storms and the particles uh, slam into our atmosphere. And the the North Pole and the South Pole is actually what draws those atoms to... And that's why they are more exclusively on the North Pole and Mm. the South Pole, um, because they're charged, they're drawn like that. And we have gas in our atmosphere, and that's what causes the reaction, depending on where those molecules enter into the atmosphere. It could be higher levels of nitrogen, higher levels of oxygen, and that's what determines the colors, is how those... 
heated molecules and come um, react with those gases. And so nitrogen, uh, the nitrogen gas brings more purple, blue, and pink is really rare. rare. And the oxygen gas brings green, which is the most common color as well. Makes and sense, yeah. The red is more common in higher altitudes. So it also depends on where they are in the altitude for the level of gas that it's at. So if it's in a, a really dense oxygenated uh, layer, then it's going to be really bright green. Mm. Um, and if it goes into a nitrogen layer, which is further away, it might even get to red. So it's all about that plasma from the sun that's um bursting microorganisms, microatoms, uh, entering the atmosphere, reacting to gas and beautiful lights. Mm. And so it takes up the whole just, sky, right, Kim? The whole just fills everything. Yeah. Right? Well, more so towards the poles, right? Because right? it is drawn that way, but it can stretch um, depending on, and it also depends on the sun and what the sun emits. Mm-hmm. And you've uh, captured some photos, which were uh, we were going through while you were explaining this. And I would say I would love to get the AI description of these photos because you got some nice ones. You're always sending us good photos of the uh, Northern Lights. Well, you can't get a bad photo. Well, that's fair, (laughs) too. Yep, yep, that's understandable. Kim, (laughs) fantastic, as usual. Always wonderful to talk about it. Always wonderful. Thank you very much for making us so envious and wanting to, you know, get on an airplane and get there. Thank you. Always. Oh, you got to come. Wow. Then we remember the minus 26 and go, oof. No, 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 minus 49, (laughs) wind chill. (laughs) Remember that, Kim, layers, Kim, right? Uh, Thanks, Kim. We'll talk to you next month. (laughs) Take care, folks. Always have fun talking to Kim Hubby, our community reporter in Dawson City in the Yukon, talking cold and Aurora Borealis today on the program. We'll step aside for a couple of moments, trying to get back out there in that cold. On our orientation and mobility chat today, Mark Rankin is going to talk about fall prevention, not October, November fall. I mean, kaboom. Uh, This is also going to include the risks that are associated out there with the winter weather next. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.